Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 119, verses 17 through 24. Deal bountifully with your servant, so that I may live and observe your word. Open my eyes, so that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. I live as an alien in the land. Do not hide your commandment from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your ordinances at all times. You rebuke the insolent, accursed ones who wander from your commandments. Take away from me their scorn and contempt, for I have kept your decrees. Even though princes sit plotting against me, your servant will meditate on your statutes. Your decrees are my delight. They are my counselors. Jeremiah chapter 33, verses 1 through 11. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah a second time, while he was still confined in the court of the guard. Thus says the Lord who made the earth, the Lord who formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. Call to me and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the houses of this city and the houses of the kings of Judah that were torn down to make a defense against the siege ramps and before the sword. The Chaldeans are coming in to fight and to fill them with dead bodies of those whom I shall strike down in my anger and my wrath. For I have hidden my face from this city because of all their wickedness. I am going to bring it recovery and healing. I will heal them and reveal to them abundance of prosperity and security. I will restore the fortunes of Judah and the fortunes of Israel, and rebuild them as they were at first. I will cleanse them from all the guilt of their sin against me, and I will forgive all the guilt of their sin and rebellion against me. And this city shall be to me a name of joy, a praise and glory before all the nations of the earth who shall hear of all the good that I do for them. They shall fear and tremble because of all the good and all the prosperity I provide for it. Thus says the Lord, In this place of which you say, It is a waste without human beings or animals. In the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem that are desolate, without inhabitants, human or animal, there shall once more be heard the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness, the voice of bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the voices of those who sing as they bring thank offerings to the house of the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. For I will restore the fortunes of the land as at first, says the Lord. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 29 through 34. As they were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. There were two blind men sitting by the roadside. When they heard that Jesus was passing by, they shouted, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. The crowd sternly ordered them to be quiet, but they shouted even more loudly, Have mercy on us, Lord, son of David. Jesus stood still and called them, saying, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Lord, let our eyes be opened. Moved without compassion, moved with compassion, Jesus touched their eyes. Immediately they regained their sight and followed him.
Good morning and welcome to the 21st Wednesday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 119, Jeremiah 33, and Matthew 20. I wonder if, I'm sure you have heard this saying, the squeaky wheel gets the oil or, or gets the grease. The idea being, you know, you won't get anything unless you speak up and ask for it. Um, and it's it's meant to encourage people to, you know, speak up when you need help. Um, and, you know, it, sometimes it's like, you know, prosperity gospelized, but I won't go there. Um, it's supposed to be encouragement, something to give you hope. Um you know, when you're down, and I think it's important, I think it should uh, it should be that when you ask for help, people give it to you. Um, you know, there's this push in the military since I got out, you know, uh, be, you know following the revelation of military suicide, um, to destigmatize asking for help. Um, the 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 culture has been you know shut the fuck up and drive on um i knew it everybody else in my units knew it uh we learned it as soon as basic hit like um you know shove it down inside and get the mission done and maybe read really really charitably that's shut up and drive on finish the mission and then speak up right maybe um but the saying was shut up and drive on um, and you know, if you kept speaking up, it would be shut the fuck up and drive on. And then if you kept speaking up, it might be, you know, beat your face, do push ups. Um, so I'd like to believe that we live in a world in which the squeaky wheel gets the grease, the oil. Um, but I, I know that that's not always true. Um, when these two blind men speak up and ask for help the crowd orders them to be quiet um and the crowd i don't know what the crowd thinks it has to lose from jesus helping these two blind men this is well into matthew you know jesus has already done plenty of miracles um it doesn't give any reason it doesn't give any context for why the crowd wanted them to be quiet to shut the fuck up and drive on um you know, maybe they're worried that like Jesus's magic was finite, and they want to save it or something. I don't know. Maybe they thought that Jesus, you know, was if as a king, they clearly thought highly of Jesus or really lowly of the blind men. Um, that maybe you know the the king can't be bothered with you know ruffians or something. Um, but the the two blind men speak up again. They're kind of like, I don't give a fuck what the crowd wants. Um, I know what I need, and I'm going to ask for help. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the harsh reality is that the squeaky wheel just gets replaced. I learned that when uh, I spoke up about mistreatment of veterans at Duke. Um, and it wasn't just, you know, civilian administrators and uh, faculty that tried to shut me up, it was other vets. Um, some vets who benefit from the status quo were afraid that, you know, the hand that was feeding them might bite them or something, right? 
I wrote a post about it. You can look it up on um, on my stub Substack. I think I called it dog food. I, in Lent 2017, after everything was already happening, and I, I knew I was on my way out. Like, um, I wrote a series of posts for for Lent, and I said, "I'm I'm not going to keep quiet anymore." Um, you know, my I can be treated however however people want to treat me, but I'm not going to, you know, stay quiet about what I experienced. So I wrote like a bunch of posts and for Lent, I was giving up being silent. Um, and we live in a world where, um, there's stigma because there's stigma. I mean, it's not just against soldiers. It's about all kinds of different ways that, um, communities, uh, see, you know, threats to the status quo and try and shut them down. And that status quo can harm people and enforcing a status quo can create even more harm. We live in a world where the squeaky wheel gets replaced. If you speak up, you'll get pushed aside and someone else be give, will, given, will be given your one piece of bread. Um, but what Jesus does uh, is noteworthy, at least because it shows us what God's created purpose is. The squeaky wheel does get the grease. Uh, those who speak up, those who ask for help, receive help. Um, and the uh, I, this is a, a repeat from the reading on Sunday. I think in, on Sunday it was from Mark, the same incident, but in, a, in another gospel. Um, we see how God in Jesus um, acts to preserve the created order of things. And that is that the squeaky wheel gets the grease. It is human interests and human action that created uh, a world within God's world um, that countered God's interests and and, and desires for creation. Um, and we see this in you know the the Jeremiah reading where the people have fucked up and. They've not done things according to God's will. It isn't just obey God because God is God. It's obey God because God knows what the fuck the world was created for. And you have to have a little faith, a little trust, that if you uh, don't try and take more than what you need, that there will be enough for everybody to go around. I mean, that's at the heart of it, right? The The crowd was worried that they'd lose something, whether that's Jesus' you know, finite magic talisman or something, or the respect of the Romans, or, you know, I don't know. But they were afraid they would lose something. They had no faith that there was actually enough to go around. Um, And so the people that were asking for what they thought was more than what other people were asking for, they tried to shut them down. Shut the fuck up and drive on. Take your one piece of bread, and I'm going to, you know, stuff five, six, seven, eight inside my shirt. Um, and the scary part is that Jesus asked the blind men, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do for you? Um, and I remember on Sunday when the priest, uh, gave a sermon, uh, she also said, talked about how like, it's kind of scary. Think, what would you say if Jesus, if God asked you, what would you want me to do for you? And I thought to myself, Sunday morning, um, you know, what, what would I say? What do I want? And I thought, 
I want for my battle buddies to not, you know, to stop killing themselves. For there to be a world in which when they ask for help, uh, they get their help. Uh, I want the world to be changed so that um, you know, the stigma is it loses its sting. Maybe it's still there, but it's not as powerful. You know, it's not a driving force behind depression and, and suicide. And you know, it, it dawned on me um, that you know, in, in the in Scripture, Jesus does it. Um, it says he was moved with compassion. He touched their eyes and they regained their sight and they followed him. Well, that was when Jesus was here on earth. Like we can't address Jesus and incarnate and say, hey, this is what I want. We are now the body of Christ. Uh, from Pentecost, and the, the birth of the church, 21 weeks ago, now we are the body of Christ. We are the, the embodiment of God's work here in the world. And when God asks us, what do you want me to do for you? And my answer was, you know, I want for my battle buddies to stop killing themselves. I want, I want to see a world in which they have human dignity. And Christ answers, I think, all of us, go and do that. I'm giving you my power to do that. Um, because we are the hands and the feet, the shoulders to cry on, um, of that that belong to Christ here in the world, um, and we are given the power to do the things um, that restore our world um, in the way that we see Jesus restoring the world. Um, it's up to us, through God, with God's help, to uh, restore the the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness uh, here in the land. Um, because his love now flows through us, through the church, the body of Christ. A prayer for the mission of the church from the Book of Common Prayer. Ever-living God, whose will it is that all should come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ, inspire our witness to him, that all may know the power of his forgiveness and the hope of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.